You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Friends, fans, and foes, it's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast, but before we get to the podcast, you know what you got to do. You got to hit us up on all those uh, social media outlets, you know. Give us uh, an old tweet on the Twitter at TNWpod. That's where we are on there. Give us a follow. Why not check us out on our Talking Wrestling page on Facebook it is uh, Facebook backslash Talking Wrestling. And remember, Talking Wrestling is T A L K N R O. No, wait. I was going to say Rock and Rest. Talking Rockin'. What? T A L K apostrophe N W R E S T L I N G. Talking Wrestling. Like Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Um, so, yeah, we are at Talking Wrestling on Facebook. Um, we are also on, um, where else? Uh, we are talking wrestling podcast on the old Instagram. Check us out there as we have, uh, uh, the show badges and pictures and it's Instagram. I'm not going to explain it. You know what Instagram is. Uh, not only that, uh, where else can you find us? We are on uh, iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, give us a five star rating, favorable review. We'll mention you on the show and be grateful and uh, good karma for all. Um, what else? So we did the Facebook, we did the, we did the, uh, Twitter, we did the Instagram, oh, uh, we did the, uh, iTunes, of course, we're also on Spotify, uh, check us out on Spotify, Talking Wrestling, and, uh, that's pretty much it. If you want to send us a Gmail, you can Gmail us at, guess what, talkingwrestling at gmail.com. All right, folks, with me right now at this time, you know who I'm going to introduce. It's the co-host with the most, the man who makes the sweetest slice of toast on this side of Montreal. It's Reese Turner. What's up, buddy? How you doing? You good? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for being here. Uh, Uh, Thanks for having me, brother. Thank you so much. No problem. Uh, It's a celebration today because it's uh, the 33 anniversary, I don't know if you know this, of... uh, an event that took place on NBC on a Friday night, and uh, it drew 33 million viewers uh, from 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. And uh, what it was, Hulk Hogan wrestled under the giant, and Ted DiBiase got his hands dirty. And of course he did. And he got involved, and it they screwed Hulk Hogan out of the title right there on television, live television, live. Live on, on NBC. Yeah, and uh, that would not happen today. 33 no. million viewers? No, that's crazy. That's like all of Raw's ratings for a quarter. When you think about it, when people talk about how how much bigger Austin was than Hogan, uh, you have to be like, okay, what night did he draw 33 yeah. million viewers? Yeah. that's, that's- He never had Andre the Giant, though. Stone Cold, really? No, no, but he did have the Rock. Yeah, that's true. Another and, big. Yeah. So, so, uh, so that's cool because uh, that was a great night. 
I remember it very well. There was a high school dance, and I couldn't <laughs> go to the dance till after the Hulk Hogan match. And after the Hulk Hogan match, I got to the high school dance, all the beautiful girls there, and I had to run up to the guys and be like, you're not going to believe what happened. Hulk Hogan lost about to the Giant, and then he sold the title to Ted DiBiase. And right there, it's like, this guy does not want to have sex with any girls at all. Not that I was <laughs> going to in grade 10, but, uh, you know, I at least want to dance. The last, Little bit, you, you wanted know, a boogie. I wanted to uh, slow song it up, you know. So, <laughs> you know, I didn't. I, I wasn't a good dancer, but uh, but a good romancer, a prancer. I don't know. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you see uh, Beach Break this week? Of course, man. I'm an AEW mark, man. I watch all of it. I love it. Uh, okay, I I know this is the backwards way of doing things. But what a way to leave that show. I was so stoked. And then announced today, New Japan is now going to be available on Roku in Canada, the UK. That's it. And a, new, a new hour program. Dude, it's, and it's going to be directed towards English-speaking people. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome because the world is going to be introduced to some of the best wrestling. And again... AEW is so smart. They're working with Impact now. They're working with AEW, and and now they're working with New. I mean, they're working with New Japan. Yeah. Like, and you know, Don Callis, who had a hand in New Japan, he has a hand in this, and they're bringing along Tony Khan. And I'm like seeing Kenta, uh, so good against against Moxley. It, you know, it's going to be fantastic, and yeah. this the you know the ideas of. What can transpire here is much, much bigger than than what's going on right now on the WWE's main roster. Yeah, of course. Like the, the storytelling that they're able to tell now, like, is insane. You're telling you're telling certain stories across three promotions. Get out of here. That's that's great. This yeah. is great. Well, As a wrestling fan, what a time to be a fan of wrestling. Exactly, and when we're going and when we're going to come out of this pandemic, yeah. it's going to be balls like balls to the wall. You know, it's Absolutely. just going to be everything. Like, just imagine how hot wrestling is going to be, and the crowds are going to fill the places. Oh, but it's, it's going to be insane. I want to say it's going to be like that for comedy. I don't know, but I know for wrestling, oh. I'm yeah. so stoked. So let's oh, yeah, 100%. this card. Wow. I just some of the things that are that they're teasing on, yeah. on the show, uh, yeah. you know, like they're teasing they're teasing us that MJF is 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 planning the coup. Yeah, exactly. OK, so Jericho and MJF won the battle royal, which kicked off dynamite, by yeah. the way, which is crazy to me. Um, like what a what a what a story they told um a lot of people had some problems with it i liked it i liked it i liked uh seeing uh, sammy get dumped uh i liked because i love sammy uh i love sammy guevara and i can't wait to see what he does yeah but I, I yeah i'm just so interested to see they set up some really cool stories here mm -hmm. yeah they definitely did and uh and it was like you know, I thought it was fairly good. It is a good way to follow the Royal Rumble is with a tag team battle royale. I'm always for any battle royale. Yeah. And, uh, 
you know, and I like that Jericho won, and um, good things are to come. You know, they're, whether they get to work with, uh, if they get to work with the Young Bucks or whoever may be the tag team champion at the time, it could exactly. be uh, uh, Franklin Theodore Roosevelt. So <laughs> that's what I also call FTR. Uh, is it Franklin or is it Frederick? I don't know. I'm not a Franklin. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Britt Baker and with Rebel, my mm, love, and, and Thunder yeah, Rosa. Thunder Rosa. And, and I like the match. I honestly, I thought this was a great match, and I think it was Britt Baker's best. Yeah, uh, that's that that I've seen on television anyway. Uh, and I also I love uh, Thunder Rosa. I love Thunder Rosa. So to watch this was great. The the Death Valley Driver on the ramp. It was a nice little spot. Like everything was good. Uh, I, I don't know. I was very into it. What about you? I I, I enjoyed it as well. But I'm always sidetracked by Thunder Rosa, and I'm just wondering when will she join Sting and uh, Darby Allen? Like just <laughs> gotta come soon. You don't you don't leave her out. If you're gonna, and this have, is what happened. Matt Hardy has to talk to all of them, and bring the white faces together. <laughs> That's it. Yes, but another gimmick. <laughs> they're gonna be. They're gonna be. A, they won't be. A, they'll obviously be a face faction because they are face. They're white That's face, it. and uh, and and white face is is meant to be positive. Uh, you know, because it's not. It's not offensive. Nobody that's gets mad at Whiteface. I do. At Mimes. I want to hit Mimes all the time. Well, that's, yes, but that's because you lived in Quebec for a while, and they're always yeah, there everywhere. crossing the street, you know. Everywhere. Um, yeah, I just uh, I that's, I just think Thunder Rosa should, it's only natural for her to hook up with Darby Allen and Sting's like the dad, and these are the two kids, and yeah. it's still a good wrestling faction. And it I'd seems watch it. to me AEW is about wrestling factions. Yeah, and that's which, it, man. Which, like WWE can focus on building an individual superstar. Tag team wrestling is an art, and I'm glad that it's being showcased here so much. Yeah, and what I like about New Japan is New Japan is all about factions. You yeah. put in a faction, and yeah. this is your team, and these are your teammates, and they're going to watch your back and vice versa exactly. because this is not a friendly place to wrestle. You nah. know, it's Japan. They're angry. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I, you're talking about Matt Hardy in his suit. You're right. I do think he should bring together somebody if he's going to manage and get his manager uh, card and yeah. get the degree. You know, to become a licensed manager. Well, I think it's a fantastic idea. But he's still wrestling with Adam Page. And that's uh, a great little. He, oh my God, Adam Page is so good. Yeah, he's great to watch, man. I love watching him. I love watching him work. I love Luther too and Serpentico how they work together. The unwilling uh, uh, tag team offense is really hilarious to me. Uh, it, it, a couple weeks ago, I would watch Luther and he would totally do a reverse body slam with the guy yeah. on the on the on them. And then this week, he just picked him up and threw him down. He it didn't even wasn't even a full body slam. It was just Ugh, there you go. You know, it was. <laughs> It was kind of funny because I know what it was supposed to look like, but that kind of this happened with. Was. But that kind of happened with Jericho's lion salt last week, you know. Gotcha. It it didn't look as way it should, but hey, he he nailed one uh, later on, you know. So so uh, yeah, I this is kind of a, a considering that this is like a pay per view type card. Uh, yeah. 
this is a bit of a squash match, and I kind of yeah. thought it was funny that it was even on the show. And it's like, yeah. th- you know, very short match, which it is not the forte of AEW, but um, but yeah. nonetheless, Adam Page's uh, over the top rope clothesline, the buckshot lariat. Yes, that is the best thing. That's the best thing. One of the best things yeah. in wrestling today. I so. love it. It's a great. It's a great move. Watching it work. Very fun match uh, for what it was. But that's it. They get the win. They got the win. And then we went to the wedding of Penelope and Kip. Yes, the wedding. And the constant joke that uh, Miro, the best man, has been through a few weddings. Yeah, and he's, he's it, seen a wedding or two. Yeah, so this reference to his last wedding, which was with Bobby Lashley, where he hid in the cake the whole wedding before uh, exposing or, or getting or you know taking over the wedding. And then the other wedding was his wedding to Lana, which was interrupted, I do believe, as well. Um, yeah, so this is a wrestling wedding. You can just tell that JR totally fucking hates it. Yeah, yeah, he was not into it at all. But I think that made me into it even more. He goes, never had anything go wrong at a wrestling wedding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, though. Come on. And then, like, I love. They put that other big box, and then it's like, where's this from? And then Chuck was like, it's for me. So Miro just flips out, destroys it, throws it out, and it's nothing. Yeah. It's like, it's like what a weird trick, because like, he used that freak out to cuff him to the bottom rope. <laughs> like, what a weird, how specific is your rage that you can only focus on this cardboard box, not that you're being shackled to the rope <laughs> by and in a tuxedo. I it know. It was amazing. It, 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 <laughs> it was so good. I, was, I don't know. It was, and then Orange it, Cassidy it out of nowhere in that cake. It, yeah. I would say it takes the cake. Uh, Orange Cassidy was the surprise of the wedding. I thought it could have been a snake. I thought oh. it could have been, uh, you know, um, anything. It, it, these are wrestling weddings. and uh, it, had to be, it had to be Orange Cassidy. It, it just doing this like it was amazing what a what a what a, it was it was bad but the best kind of bad for me and to be honest i think they might really be making they might really be married because they were making out pretty hard yeah that was the sinister minister right there like you I know, know. He, that's it you gotta you gotta do it baby <laughs> <laughs> oh amazing. we we also got a lumberjack match yeah between one of my favorite guys on the mic eddie kingston eddie kingston's awesome yeah, he's phenomenal. And um, one of the cyber goth kids, Lance Archer, owner of the worst lower back tattoo I've ever seen. He probably had a butterfly there before. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. And Batista said, la- used to laugh at him. Um, <laughs> the I, I loved it. The uh, lumberjack matches. Yeah, I love lumberjack matches. And I, I love Eddie Kingston. I was at a indie show one time. And Eddie Kingston was wrestling uh, Mace Warner. And uh, there's one part where uh, they had cut out faces of Eddie Kingston. And he took the cut out face from the person in the crowd. And he held it to Mace's face. And he stapled it onto oh, his no. face. So, oh, And then he punched himself in the face. I was like, that was awesome. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy match. Yeah. But uh, but nothing like that tonight. Lance Archer, Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts, did he drop somebody with a DDT or he punched somebody outside 
He yeah, was, he was somebody a, this, a little was, short arm, I think. He, like, I, I missed the spot. Well, they missed it on the camera or something like that, but something happened, and, uh, you know, uh, the Jake the Snake was uh, in fisticuffs, I noticed. And oh uh, and the, the, the problem is the bunny always distracts me, and uh, she does a good job. The blade and the bunny. That's your point, yeah. The butcher. I like those guys. I like the blade. He's from Buffalo originally. I like the bunny. She wrestled here in Toronto all the time. Yeah. Um. You know, it was, it was a decent a match. Little, yeah, it, was, it was like, you know, it, it was what it was. Like, I'd probably give it like a B minus. I had a good time with it, though. But, of course, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers against. Oh, yeah. uh, Come on. What a match. Pac Ray and, uh, and uh, John, John Moxley. Man, man. Oh, just, I, you know what? Just Ray Phoenix alone, the mm-hmm. stuff he does yeah. is fucking amazing. It's true, man. It's 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 watching what you. I don't know. I was watching it with my dad, and, and he was just like this. What is this? This is amazing because uh, he's never seen anybody move like that through a ring. Like he used to watch old WCW with me, yeah. and he's like, it, it kind of reminds him of that. And I'm like, you're right. It's amazing. They took it and brought it up. They've elevated the art form. Like watching Ray Phoenix move through a wrestling ring is is poetry, man. And it's the same for almost anybody uh, except for like the Good Brothers in that match. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there's a kind of like brutality to John Moxley. But it's still it's still poetry. But the Good Brothers, I don't like it all. <laughs> you don't like the Good Brothers? Nah, I don't like I don't like them. Man, they're like to me, it's like they're just too much. I don't it, like are the they, magic. Are humor. they too tanned? Yeah, exactly. I, it, it's like fucking uh, bald Kevin Nash and uh, your fucking eighth grade history teacher. You know, <laughs> that's what that team should be called. Well. Bald- Kevin Nash and your eighth grade history teacher. Now you see, when I look at at the Good Brothers, I kind of like them. I want like um, I'm blanking on both of their names right now. Like Carl uh, Anderson, Anderson, and and uh, and, and uh, Dickhead Jones. <laughs> well, well, the one guy is Festus. That's yeah, what that, I'll always. That's probably why I don't like him. The guy used to be retarded, and now he's normal. It's not. Well, he's kind of normal. He walks around swinging his belt around like it's his dick. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's that's Alpha, uh, and he's in the yeah, Bullet yeah. Club, and uh, yeah. But they, they're crazy. They're great. But uh, this team, Pac is like the Pac is such a high flyer and a hard hitter. Ray yeah. is such a high flyer, and then Moxley is like, yeah. The only thing they're flying here, my fist, dude. And you know, like he's think- like. I think honestly, we need to. I think there needs to be at least one other belt introduced in AEW. It's either you got to make like a light heavy, or a trios title, because like people like Ray Phoenix and Pac are too talented not to be recognized with a title. But I don't think you can put the big big strap on either of them. Nobody takes a light heavyweight title seriously, or a I don't light know, call it something weight. else. Like you know, you like know, the Intercontinental title, but you just make something else like I that. do it like a sounds... trio. I do like they do have a lot of trios. And I do yeah. like a trio title. Yeah, I've always too. liked Freebirds. And they used to have, like, the NWA used to have a six-man tag. And uh, and I used to like that. You know, like, you have tag and then you have the six-man tag. What's the big deal? Yeah. And especially in a company that seems to focus on tag team wrestling, why not? 
you know why not right it's the next logical step and especially such a faction heavy place and then you can bounce the belt around maybe after somebody holds it for a bit i think it's a good move well i also because like go on it is. sorry no uh, no i was just gonna say it just fits it just it fits with what they're doing and if they wanted one more title i would like i always like a tv title which is well, that's like the TNT title. Is that what the TNT TNT? It basically is. It's def- it's defended on TNT weekly or or exactly. not weekly, yeah. or semi weekly or something. Yeah, like it that. was weekly when it was Cody Rhodes, and now Darby Allen and Sting have picnics and talk about being bad boys. Dude, Cody Rhodes is gonna wrestle uh, Shaq. Shaq Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, but mostly most of the work is gonna be. I think it's gonna be Jade Cargill just destroying Red Velvet. Like, cause I'm pretty sure Jade Cargill could destroy Cody Rhodes too. She is mammoth. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, what did he call his elbow? He kind of looked doing like the Judas effect. The, uh, the black tornado. The black tornado. He called the black tornado. Just yeah. He's like, he's like, don't even mess with me, Charles. I'm going, I'm going to beat him up the way I beat you up on the court. You know, yeah, he's always, amazing. he's always knocking Charles Barkley. It's so great. It's like. <laughs> I don't care if you beat Godzilla. I'm, I'm Shaq. I beat you. Yeah. You know? I love that. I loved it. Yeah. It was it Shaq that was it? Was it? Was it? Bar- oh, no. Was it Barkley that fu- went up? Or was Michael Jordan that went up against Godzilla, right? In the night commercial? I, uh, I think so. I think so. And then and then on Saturday Night Live, they did a parody of it where Charles Barkley went up against Barney the Dinosaur. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, totally non-wrestling related. Well, that pretty much summarizes the AEW show. Well, uh, yeah, and that's it basically for today. We got uh, Jeff McHenry coming in next, and he's going to do the Royal Rumble report. He's actually yeah. standing at my door right now waiting to come in. He's still my roommate, so he's still he's still contracted to the four shows of the year. And I was like, but I already got a co-host. And he's like... He goes, I'm under, and he, he put the contract in my face, and he said his uncle's a lawyer, and uh, so I feel bad because usually I want you on all the shows. and uh, It's but, just typical of veteran talent. You know, you know it's just, just burying, it is, burying the young guy it, to this is, he He's Edge, and, uh, and he's, <laughs> took in the, he's taking it all, and I feel bad, so next week I'm going to have a surprise for you. Uh, I don't want to say what it is, but... Maybe a little bit of a, of a of a cameo, <laughs> if I dare to say, and okay. uh, we'll see. And yeah, so we'll, well see that. So next week, well, okay. Well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to tip my hand, but oh. I also may have maybe maybe a cameo for the the. folks if that is not an invite to tune back in next week uh then i don't know what is but right now we're gonna throw to jeff McHenry, who's standing in my living room waiting for me to walk two rooms over jeff take it away or casey please say something (laughs) all right here i am right now in studio Studio C with Jeff McHenry, my roommate and uh, co-host of, well, not co-host, guest host of the Big Four, and the Big Four being Metallica, Anthrax, no, no, I'm joking, the Big Four, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, 
SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. And that's when Jeff McHenry makes his annual appearances. And he's right here right now. Jeff, how are you today? I'm great, Casey. I really thought I was here to talk about anthrax, though. No, well, anthrax is something you used to mail to people when you didn't like them. Remember that? <laughs> I did get in trouble with that. Yeah, I, I was like, those politicians have to learn, though. I was like... They work for us. I was like, why are you wasting cocaine? <laughs> and you're like, it's not cocaine. I was like, why are you wasting sugar? And you're like, it's not sugar. And I was like, all right, well, I don't like uh, Splenda, so I'm getting the fuck out of here. And uh, That's yeah. right. There we go. And so we're a minute in, and we've established I mail anthrax to politicians, and you have a cocaine problem. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and a sugar problem. And a sugar problem. Well, people know what I look like. <laughs> the, 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 the sugar problem explains explains why I am. Like, who, who wins the battle there, cocaine or sugar? <laughs> I think sugar is coming out on top. Um, folks. How are you, folks? We're here to talk about the Royal Rumble, and let's get to the Royal Rumble right now. Jeff, Royal Rumble, what did you think? Uh, I uh, I really enjoyed it this year. I haven't enjoyed the uh, pandemic uh, pay-per-views. I don't like the uh, the um, the fake uh, crowd, yay, boo, all that sort of stuff. Um, you had a great joke about the uh, first match. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Uh, uh, yes. So, yeah. Do you want to do that joke right now? Or? Well, it's pretty much there. Like the first match was Goldberg versus um, Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. for the title. Everybody is worried about Goldberg winning this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. If Goldberg wins, I don't care. He can lose the title the next night. Like I don't know why people get so <laughs> fucking worried about this shit. But Goldberg goes in there, and we get. What I always like, the WCW Goldberg. You don't get the late WWE Goldberg, White Trunks, Makeover Goldberg. This Goldberg, you get Oldberg from the WCW, <laughs> and it's great. They knock on his door. Security's there to take him to the ring. Of course, there's nobody in the stands. <laughs> no. So we're not quite sure why he has security <laughs> to lead him to the ring. Mm-hmm. And I guess we thought he must have pissed someone off in catering. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Somebody like where would trouble happen backstage? <laughs> so That's right. He's like, fucking Goldberg ate all the fucking lobster, <laughs> lobster claws, and now he's. And then Matt Riddle came out and was like, bro, <laughs> you gonna eat those crab legs? And Goldberg was like sucking the crab legs out. And then he was like, yeah. And then Matt Riddle's like, bruh. And Goldberg's like, yeah. And then next thing you know, security. And then yeah. he gets into the arena. I was going to say he failed his COVID test. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and Vince was going <laughs> to pull him from the card. He's like, no, 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 no. I need eight guys around me right now. He's like, and, and he goes, and remember, don't breathe on him during the match. <laughs> Keep it short. Uh, so Goldberg goes in there. He gets as soon as he gets in the arena, WCW in the house, it, it they're chanting Goldberg. All the zero fans in attendance <laughs> are chanting Goldberg, Goldberg. Goldberg gets in. We see a bunch of spears. We see a bunch of claymores. And inside five minutes, Drew McIntyre has beaten 
Goldberg, he kicked out of the shakiest jackhammer. <laughs> yeah, he's really had trouble with that jackhammer. He... Well, it involves lifting people up. <laughs> yeah. And and then that's and that's something he that's the only move that he does that with. Yes, he almost made the dead man really a dead man in Saudi Arabia. This one was a, a little bit better. Yeah, no, this time he only uh yeah, it was weird. He dropped Taker on his head and he dropped McIntyre on his feet, which I guess is better than on your head. Yeah. What was what was better? What was better? The the Oldberg uh, bot semi botch, uh, lo, uh, the, what's that move called? The the jackhammer, mm-hmm. or um, Jericho's uh, attempt at a lion salt. <laughs> yeah, well, I I don't know. I I think I'll give Jericho a break because he did it the next night because he was obviously pissed off and he nailed it. Um, but yeah, Goldberg's tried, this is like the third jackhammer in a row he screwed up. I just don't think he can do that move anymore. Well, there's something, I don't understand why, like, I do like that he's there. I like Goldberg. I like that he's back, but I, I fully don't understand why he gets so many shots because he was the enemy during the attitude era. And usually they treat all those guys like shit that yeah. came over. Yeah, they do. But for some reason, the guy that held out the longest, you know, I guess Vince is just a body mark the way, and he just, God damn it, look at those delts. <laughs> <sighs> shit. So, anyways, that match, I was happy with the length of the match. I was happy with the outcome of the match. I'm glad they're still building Drew McIntyre into uh, the wrestler that he is today with the sword. And the uh, and the the skirt and the kilt mm-hmm. and everything going on there. And uh, so overall, were you happy with that match, Jeff? Uh, yeah, it was what it was supposed to be. It was short, and it got Drew McIntyre a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only that, a win over an iconic name, and that's what you need as a champ to set you off early. Mm-hmm. So he's beaten Brock Lesnar. He's, yeah. He's beaten Roman Reigns. That's right. And Goldberg, how is this guy not the real deal? He must be the real deal. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I hope they keep the title on him until they have uh, fans uh, in the stands. So I think that's great. a great idea, too. Uh, the match we missed in the uh, opening, Nia Jax versus Shayna Brazler uh, defeated Oscar and Charlotte Flair. And I guess Oscar thought it was a loser-leave-town match because she didn't show up in the fucking Rumble. <laughs> no. She went from winning the first Women's Rumble mm-hmm. to not being in a, a Rumble at all after losing her title. We, you know, They struggle to find women to put in the fucking Rumble, and they don't put Oscar in the Rumble. I, I, yeah, I don't understand what was going on there. That's yeah. kind of bogus. But anyways, the next match was Sasha Banks uh, defeated Carmella. With, uh, she has this guy... With him, with yes. her. Who is this guy? Wait, is he? He's a. What is he? He's a. He's Reginald. Reginald the Sommelier. Sommelier. Yes, you started calling him Somalian. Well, is... I thought he was. A, I thought they said he was Reginald the Somalian at first. <laughs> no. And I said, you can't. Can you just call people like you would be Jeff the Canadian, yeah, well, and that's if, Richard the Somalian? And I didn't like. Well, if that's their really, nationality, then yes. Yes, but, but it, he didn't look Somalian. <laughs> like, uh, he, he, like I, at no point did I ever think he was going to be, you know, uh, 
Captain Phillips, I'm taking over the ring. You know, that's Somalian when I think, you know. But uh, Reginald here, Somalian, he, he's there and, uh, you know, and he's helping out here and there and everywhere. And, uh, you know, long story, uh, long story short, mm-hmm. if you wear a Louis Vuitton to the ring, you're going to get along and get on and get on. Sasha Banks with a Louis Vuitton outfit uh, beat Carmella by submission. And let me tell you, um, I'd rather take James Ellsworth over Reginald. <laughs> Reginald might help you when you get tossed out of the rumble. He might catch you mm-hmm. and help you put put you back in. But fucking James Ellsworth will climb that fucking ladder and get you that money in the bank briefcase. <laughs> and and despite the fact that nobody likes him. <laughs> so maybe remember that, Carmella. <laughs> That's a callback to like a show three years ago. Wow, that's impressive. Well, I remember on this show. It's funny, uh, like we remember stuff from like, you know, the mega powers exploding and stuff. You remember these classic wrestling angles. And for some reason, you remember James Ellsworth winning the women's money in the bank. Well, it was an iconic thing. He was the first (laughs) ever to win it. And look at I that is it, true. It is history. I mark it under guys just trying to get laid. Like <laughs> he wanted Carmela so bad, he loved her so much that his love made him climb that ladder in a match that he had no business being in, <laughs> and taking that money in the bank briefcase and giving it to her. And if you, what's stronger than that? What what beats love? <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is. If you go back and you look at that review, mm-hmm. I called Carmella to win that money in the bank, and I said, and it was like, and the, and the thing, the last person to touch the briefcase before she gets it, yes, and you I put, called that terrible finish. I said James Ellsworth, mm-hmm. you know, but the thing is, is James I Ellsworth. I have a feeling you were writing for WWE at that time, Well, you just I, never told me. Well, I'll tell you this, a lot of people don't know, but James Ellsworth had a manager's card. He is a manager. <laughs> He, when he got, no he, such that that hasn't existed in forty years. There, you have to. Be, People don't need you, managers' licenses. You need anymore. a manager's license to be a manager in the WWE, Jeff. Everybody knows that. This is one of Casey's things. He he wants to bring back like wrestling should be more old school, but he literally wants to bring back managers' licenses. You have no business. Then anybody could be around the ring doing anything. <laughs> that's that's bogus. Like look at. That guy that's eight feet tall, mm-hmm. almost, mm-hmm. is that his name? Almost? He's almost eight feet almost, tall? Almost, yeah. Yeah, he's almost eight feet tall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guess what? Oh, He almost has a manager's degree, but he doesn't have one. <laughs> so so it's, it's gone from a license to a degree. We need smarter managers. <laughs> you want people to go <laughs> and take a course. to manager school for yes. two to three years? Yes. To get their manager's degree. Yes. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Uh, Carmella lost that match. Okay. We're going on to the Women's Royal Rumble right now. And. Uh, and uh, Are we? Isn't wasn't there another match before that? No, no, no. No, we're, 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 we got, we got three matches left. So. Okay. So here we go. We got the Women's Royal Rumble. I'm going to have to uh, look at this here. Number one entrance. Oh, you're not doing this, are you? You're not going to name all the entrants, are you? 
We got 45 minutes, Jeff. Huh? We're at 12 minutes. You're really worried about your battery running out, and we wasted four minutes on your stupid manager's license thing. As long as the people know where I stand, <laughs> there won't be a line in the a, sand. A degree. You want people to... Get a you want to DeVry for managers. Yes. Go online. Go to the school of Trump. <laughs> Trump is an official manager. He's got a manager's degree. And a manager's card. And if you saw how we managed that country last year. uh, (laughs) University of Phoenix Online. Phoenix. Manager's license course. (laughs) Look it. Bailey came into the ring first. Uh Uh-huh. You know how I feel about Bailey. Yes, you really like Bailey. I really like Bailey as well. She had coal shaved into the back of her neck. And I don't understand what that meant. If you sit on her neck, it turns to a diamond. I don't understand. I don't know. It was a reference to Michael Cole, I do believe. However, I don't know what the inside joke was. If somebody knows, tweet at us or send us an email at uh, talkingwrestling at gmail.com. And Casey will send you one of his expensive postcards that he found out way too late about. Those postcards are staying put, and if you have one (laughs) and you'd like to send it back, we would appreciate it. Now, now, Roddy Piper's like three hundred dollars. Why am I sending these out? Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. <laughs> Bianca Belair was uh, was in, uh, was not number two in, but Bianca but was eliminated. Wait, forget about that. What? No, all wrong, all wrong. <laughs> Look at Bailey, and then Naomi came in. Uh, mm-hmm. Naomi was in there. Belair came in at three. Billy Kay came in. Okay, here's where we go. Here's the first problem I have. Billy Kay comes down the rumble. She can't go into the rumble because she can't find a partner to team up with and partner up with. Now, here's my opinion, and here's where I feel about the rumble. I feel this rumble has exposed... Although the rumbles were very entertaining, the rumbles, the rumbles exposed so many problems with these matches that it's time to refine the rules... And revamp and retool the rules and explain the rules better. Number one, no managers on the floor during the Rumble unless you have a license or a degree. That's number one. That's right. Yeah, so almost no more putting AJ Styles back in the ring if he gets thrown out. Mm -hmm. And Reginald the Somalian, you can't do it either. All right? So no more of that. Billy Kay. You have two minutes to get to the fucking ring. If you don't get to the ring in two minutes and the next person comes down and passes you, guess what? You've been disqualified. You missed your chance to be in the fucking Royal Rumble. That should be a rule. I agree. That used to be a rule. It used to be a rule. It used to be a rule. The only way you can leave the ring is if you powder and go under the bottom rope or if you go out the middle rope and you end up on the floor or something like that. So the so Hornswoggle can do a under the ring gimmick for half the rumble and then pop back up and get eliminated. Whatever you need, I don't mind that. But what Billy Kay did was the first thing that bothered me, despite I find her being entertaining. What do you think, Jeff? No, I agree with you. Shotzi Blackheart, what do you think of her? Uh she's fine. She has a weird tank thing she got eliminated hunter harris helmsley got mad at the wwe calling what she drove a tank 
because DX were in a tank, <laughs> and that was the only people that were in a tank. And now Shotzi's coming to the Royal Rumble in a tank. No tanks. That's what Hunter's saying. You went a long way to do that no tanks joke, which you did, uh, which you tweeted out, which uh, you were very mad, got no likes. There's no, uh, you cannot find that on Twitter. <laughs> you can find it, some It good underperformed. Jokes. Be- there so was, you deleted it. It did not. It was deleted. <laughs> uh, Shotzi Blackheart enters the ring. Shayna Blazer in at six. Uh, in at six. So now we have six people in there. And uh, and, and it, it, this is so confused to read on Wikipedia. It's color-coded, and there's so many numbers, and I don't know what's going on. Tony Storm was in next. I love the use of NXT. In the woman uh, in the battle in the Royal Rumbles, uh, Jillian Hall was in next. Uh, we all know who Jillian Hall is. She comes in. She's annoying as fuck. Uh, guess what? Billy Kay is still trying to get in the ring. Ugh. Where where is this going? Ruby Riot comes in. Oh my God, I don't know what her hair is doing, but it's worse than everything else that's going on with Ruby Riot. <laughs> Not a fan of Ruby Riot. Uh, Victoria comes in. I love Victoria. Anytime they bring her back, always great. Obsessed with spiders. I don't mind spiders that much. Get over here. Uh, we're the first ten ladies in the Royal Rumble, Jeff. And uh, and uh, what are you thinking of the Rumble so far at this time? Uh, it was fine. There wasn't very many eliminations. I thought they were saving up to like have somebody eliminate all of them, which they kind of. They did it a bit with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, but it wasn't like I thought there was going to be a diesel spot. I thought there was going to be somebody who just, you know, ran roughshod, and that really didn't happen. Yeah, Shayna Blazler came in and eliminated uh, Shotzi, Shotzi, uh, Shotzi, 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 Shotzi Blackheart. She eliminated her. Um, that might have been even the first elimination of the Rumble, come to think about it. Come to think of it, um, you know, so Victoria Peyton Royce comes in. We got an iconic, an iconic uh, reunion, Jeff, mm-hmm. and uh, it does not go well. Um, then, oh, they made to- sure to tell us this that uh, second generation wrestler Santana Garrett. Yeah, and then we looked up. Her dad was like some <laughs> jobber. Who was in TNA for like three matches? Yeah, it would be like uh, Dwayne Hardy's daughter going to wrestle. You know, who uh, knows? Well, she knows. So yeah, so second generation. Liv Morgan in the Mary match. Mary Horowitz. Mary Horowitz, <laughs> the daughter of the great Barry Horowitz, <laughs> the husband, the wife of Joseph Horowitz. Um. Rhea Ripley gets in the ring. She all of a sudden Rhea Ripley immediately comes into the ring and is immediately the most dominant woman in that in that ring at that time. Is yeah, that fair to say? she yeah, she's she's great. I I thought they would do more as far as her eliminating people. I mean she eliminated a few, but I thought she would chuck out like eight or nine. I thought Shayna would have been like that too. And I thought uh Rhea Ripley would have been like that. And then um, Flair comes in. Charlotte Flair comes in. Like, look at Charlotte Flair was in there for 33 minutes. Rhea Lipley was in there for 39 minutes. 
uh, Naomi was in there for 47 minutes. And while we're on Naomi, let's go to Casey's second beef or fourth beef of the Rumble. <laughs> You're really keeping track of this. Look at My second or fourth beef. If you get tossed over the top rope mm-hmm. and you land on your fucking back, mm-hmm. well, she landed in her fetal position. Okay, well, if her ankle touches... Or if you're on your back and you're in the middle of the floor, you're out of the rumble. You're out. If you're, you're you're in the middle of the floor on your back, it doesn't matter if your feet touch. It's not supposed to be that fucking literal. <laughs> it's if you go, but that's the whole thing. I honestly think, and the first couple rumbles, it was like, as soon as one foot goes down, you're out. And then Shawn Michaels fucked up, and then they had to be like. It's only one foot. It needs to be both feet. And they changed it right there for Shawn Michaels. And then afterwards, it was always, and remember, both feet must hit. The gr-. Like Howard Finkel would be like, both feet must hit the ground. You know, and that was how you were eliminated. And I often say, if two feet have to hit the ground, Zach Gowan and the and, and Kerry Von Eric are still in the Royal Rumble. Because that—that's a—that's an amputee joke for everyone out there. That's yeah, Zach Gowan does not have two feet. <laughs> no, and he, he was in a rumble. No, and neither did Kerry Von Erich. Yes. And I, and I've never seen Daniel Pooter land on his Royal Rumble uh, outing. He just got tossed, and I don't know where he landed, <laughs> and then got beat up even more. So, honest to God, that's the news. That's the, another rule that needs to be revamped. It's like look at once. Once, once, like, I say once, like, if you're standing on one foot outside the ring, you're outside the ring. That's it. It's no more two feet. It's, if they've got fucking referees out there, can we not use the ref's discretion? What are the refs doing, like, out they're, there? They're, they're, <laughs> are you saying their degrees are more useless than they, a manager's? I was going to say, they were, they were applying for their referee's degrees. Fuck that. Fuck. Hebner is, uses his dad's. <laughs> I got my dad's degree. So I have my uncles. Um, Charlotte Flair's in. Dana Brooke. Um, <laughs> Tori Wilson. Lacey Evans. Oh, there's the dumbest Ric Flair thing going on. Um, Mickey James. Big surprise. Nikki Cross. Alicia Fox. Okay. At some point... Our truth runs in. His music hits. He runs in. There's confusion. I thought, I was under the impression that our truth thought it was his time to enter the Rumble and he thought the men's Rumble was going on. Yes. That's what I was under the impression of. Yes. However, during the men's Royal Rumble, at that number, when our truth's number comes up, he never runs into the Rumble. I agree. It would have been a good, good, uh, good callback. Yeah, not even a callback. It's finishing the bit. Mm-hmm. It's finishing the story. They never did it. Instead, our truth has a whole bunch of people chase them through a match, which I'm always against because it. When the minute you chase something through a match, it be it 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 makes the match lesser. If they're gonna do goofy stuff with our truth, that's that's fine. He is he is really funny. I find him. Really amusing. Yeah, but, but keep it between the matches. Yeah, yeah, and just stop that. I don't know that twenty four seven thing. Is look at we look at who has dumb. the title now. 
Who is the 24-7 title now? Uh, Peter Rosenberg. Pete yes. Rosenberg has the 24-7 title. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? He's not even rostered. He's not even. He doesn't have a wrestler's license. <laughs> Would you stop with these licenses and degrees? People, you needed a license, a license to wrestle, and a license to drive in, in a lot of states. Mandy Rose, Dakota in a Kai, lot of states, in every state, every state of consciousness. Carmella, Tamina, uh, Lana, Alexa Bliss, Amber Moon. Nia Jax, Natalia coming in at 30 dressed like Killer B. But I realized she's Lana's tag team partner, mm-hmm. and her and Lana are dressed up to uh, to to be the middles. So um, what happened in that match? Well, quite a, quite a little bit. Of course, uh, Bianca Belair, Belair um, she won the match. Uh, I thought at one point Alexa Bliss was going to enter, and then all of a sudden the whole match was going to go dark, and then there'd be like a female fiend, and she could have eliminated some people, but it would have actually been Alexa Bliss or something. Yeah, this, thought- this was my personal highlight, because we asked each other who's going to win the Rumbles, and uh, I said Bianca Belair, and uh, Casey goes, uh, I don't know, number 27. So number 27 was Alexa Bliss. Who I thought was gonna would have been a great choice to win the Rumble. <laughs> she came in. Uh, she looked crazy. She like sat down in the middle of the ring, and she got eliminated <laughs> in about, about a minute and 20 seconds. Mm. And I really, really enjoyed that. Me, not so much. Mm-hmm. I was hoping... Ooh, what the fuck? That's my pick. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping that um, Becky Lynch was teasing the people. Becky Lynch um, took a picture of the gorilla position arrows at the curtains and how where they separate. She took a picture of that and implied that she was there and maybe or entering the rumble. Um, I wanted to see Ronda Rousey in that match. I wish Ronda Rousey would be at WrestleMania. Uh, I wish we could see Ronda Rousey wrestling a little bit more. Um, unfortunately, those things didn't happen. But on the whole, I was very happy with the women's uh, Royal Rumble. And congratulations to Bianca Belair. And yes, uh, she's a future uh, future star in the making. Yeah, and she deserved it. Yes. yes, good for Bianca Belair. Yeah. So we applaud. Bianca Belair, mm-hmm. and if you're gonna get a manager, get one with a goddamn license, <laughs> um, a license to drive you to the top. All right, next match: Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman uh, at the head of the table versus Kevin Owens, and it was a last man standing match for the WWE Universal Championship match, and uh, this match. Was at twenty four minute. You you didn't think you thought maybe ten fifteen minute match in between the two rumbles. <laughs> These guys oh, went twenty five minutes. It just kept going and it kept going. But hey, it's it's hard to knock a motherfucker down. And have you ever been to a French Canadian bar at two thirty in the morning? No. Well, they're all standing. <laughs> There's not a lot of passed out drunk French people. Mm-hmm. So, a last man standing match, I would think Kevin Owens might have the advantage going into this thing. Yeah. 
You have nothing to say about that? I, I don't know. You're just, you're, <laughs> for some reason you went back to your <laughs> bar hopping days back when you were the sea train or whatever you were. The lakeside brawler. It, the, <laughs> the lakeside brawler. Which is better than the Night Stalker. I'll tell you that right now. The Night Stalker, don't even get me started. We Vince. watched we watched the Night Stalker and they uh, they have uh speaking of uh you know useless managers with no licenses, the cops in that documentary should no. have had their badges revoked cuz they did nothing. There's like 30 murders and they're like, "Fuck, I hope he does another one so we get some more clues." Yeah, that's ex- I wish that was made up. <laughs> I wish that was made up. But the same guy who said that also said all of a sudden, I was hired with the big wig department, the, the the good detectives that got the Hill Strangler, and uh, I went from eating burritos to going to some fancy Italian restaurant, hitting the chicken parmesan. I don't even know what chicken parmesan is. <laughs> it's fucking chicken cheese and sauce. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the fanciest thing for white trash to eat. Like... It's it's chicken fingers with sauce and cheese, and it's parmesan. It, it's all in the selling. And they, this guy, he's gonna find the night talker, but he can't find the fucking chicken underneath the cheese. Forget about him. And the night stalker, he didn't even get caught by the LAPD. No, he got he, caught by a bunch of LAPD, citizens. This is a fucking you know because San Francisco found out who he was yes. and got a picture of him. And LAPD's like, no, 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 shh, 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 don't tell the people. And then the night stalker, they went ahead and released the picture, and everybody in his neighborhood, because his neighborhood wasn't all seniors, <laughs> only the people he killed were seniors. And then he, he's like COVID, you know, he went after seniors and weak people. <laughs> He's the worst fucking virus the neighborhood could have. And all of a sudden, the neighborhood just took him and just yeah, beat the beat shit, the out, shit of him out of him. Yeah. Until the cops showed up. And the cops were like, oh, well, we were hoping this would happen. <laughs> Fuck. There's a review of Night Stalker <laughs> on Netflix. I just saved you four hours. <laughs> that was very good. There was more Kevin violence. Owens, yes. There was more violence in Roman Reigns than Kevin Owens. <laughs> And then there was in the last episode of Night Stalker. Sometimes you have these sidebars. I just think uh, it was great. I love when Kevin Owens uh, uh, handcuffed him to the bottom of the the very very bottom of the ra- of the scaffolding or whatever it was. So and they couldn't figure out how so, to well, no, fix well, handcuffs. He couldn't stand with mm-hmm. the because the the chain link wasn't long enough. Yes. And then uh, Paul Heyman was too fat to get underneath it and see what he was doing, and he couldn't freaking get the key open. And Roman Reigns was there forever. And then at one point, um, uh, fucking doofus son, um, the referee. Yeah. You know the one. Yeah, uh, yeah, Brian Hebner. Brian Hebner. Yeah. And by the way, uh, this is the. 23rd anniversary of Brian's uh, dad flying through the air on on, on fucking Friday night's main event. <laughs> this is the 23rd anniversary of the Hebners screwing Hulk Hogan when some guy on the street was given a facelift to look just like Earl Hebner. That wasn't real. That the, was part of Hulk Hogan's promo. That wasn't real, Casey. You, so they, they didn't really find uh, some guy on the street and give him plastic surgery to look like Earl Hebner. I That's asked, just something Hulk theorized. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go back to the episode with Ted DiBiase, I asked him, how much for the plastic surgery, Mr. DiBiase? And he told me, he whispered it, he's like, millions of dollars. He whispered that into my ear. I said millions did it, of dollars. Did it make the show? It made this show right now. <laughs> okay. No, no. So hey. what you're saying is there's no... No, I'm proof just, of no, what at Ted one DiBiase point, allegedly said to you. No, at one point Hebner came into this match and he had no business being there, <laughs> and he started counting, and then he just stopped counting for some reason. Because Roman Reigns couldn't get up. Yes, couldn't get up. Exactly. But the whole idea is, you, if you can't get up, you count. So there was a huge flaw in the match. There, uh, there was a long delay before Roman the counting started again. Technically. Kevin Owens outsmarted Roman Reigns and should have won this match. But in the end, Roman Reigns is at the head of the table and Kevin Owens is out in the doghouse. I didn't like this match. It went on way too long. And I just, I don't understand how I they hit each other with a golf cart. There was a, there was a, a swanton bomb off a forklift. There was this, that, and the other thing. A guy handcuffed to it turned in staging, it, and the finish was, uh, I'm going to choke you. I'm going to choke you, <laughs> and now you're dead. It, it was very uh, AEW Stadium Stampede-ish, I found. Yeah, it's just, it's strange how back in the day, WWF used to say, oh, ECW, they put all their... Uh, they're big moves. They don't do them at the right times. We like to build to a finish, and it seems like they're doing the exact same thing now where they, uh, the match almost happens backwards. Well, yeah, Paul Heyman was involved. Uh, uh, that's a good point. So um, the other problem with going 25 minutes ahead of the Royal Rumble is, uh, the, come on, man, the Royal, like, Seriously, the Royal Rumble's about... I was going to give the people a chance to go to the washroom, then I forgot there's no fucking people there. <laughs> um, the, uh, the the Royal Rumble itself is long, and we want to get to the Royal Rumble, so let's get through this match. And uh, we did, and here we are. We are at the, May, the, the Royal Rumble, and uh, Jeff wants to talk about how proud he is about Bianca Belair... Blah, blah, blah. I called it. Did, did I he called it? Did he tell you that he sat and watched the entire pre-show? And he's like, they're hyping up Bianca Belair, so I'm going to say Bianca Belair. Did he tell you he said that? Because he said that to me when he fucking picked her. Look, look. Some of us do our research. Yeah. For these things. Yeah. Other people pull up Wikipedia five minutes before we start recording, and other people fall asleep while they're watching <laughs> Simon Miller's up and downs. <laughs> Now, you know I watched the Royal Rumble. I was awake the whole time, and I watched it with you. I was I was very impressed, yes. Casey falls asleep uh, during pay-per-views. There's I'm, something about wrestling that triggers his narcolepsy. I am narcoleptic with wrestling and, and driving while high. <laughs> These are two things I cannot do. It's, I will fall asleep. So, with that said, um, I stopped doing driving while high. And uh, but I still watch wrestling and I still fall asleep. But hey, um, I didn't need a pre-show to tell me who was gonna win the Royal Rumble because I knew who was gonna win the Royal Rumble, and I did not know when this person was coming out. And that's why you picked Elias to no, win the Royal Rumble. I picked before the Rumble started. I said I'm taking Edge because I remember Edge's video that he was coming into the Rumble. 
And I was like, what's the point of having Edge declare himself for the Rumble unless they let him win? And then I started thinking of the good matches. Edge versus Drew McIntyre, that's a good match. Uh, Edge versus Roman Reigns, double spear, that's a great match. And both matches are matches that I'd want to see. So it made sense to me that Edge was going to win. And then he enters at number one, and I'm like, fuck, there goes my there goes my <laughs> pick. So then my surprise pick was to win. Came out at number 27, obvious, uh, oddly enough. I do believe he was at 27. And uh, my surprise pick was Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins was in the match, and he did come in at... At... Uh, 29, he came in. So, and Braun Strowman was the last guy. But um, what was your favorite part about the Rumble? Uh, what was my favorite? Besides uh, Elias, God, I'm a big Elias fan. Oh. Uh, guy's just so useful. <laughs> yes. Guy, is, guy just, just hitting his stride. Hasn't run his course whatsoever. Hasn't. Shouldn't have been released three years ago. No, this guy, he's just building momentum, doing his songs. Like, wh- why is he there? He can't, e- his whole thing is saying okay. songs yeah. and pissing off the local market with their, and the 76ers suck. Like, he can't even do that anymore. So why is he still on the roster? Uh, I hate Elias. Um, but uh, things I enjoyed. Uh it was nice to see Carlito come back. Uh, he looks good. Yeah, yeah. They clearly uh, yeah, mm-hmm. are not testing. <laughs> Look, at, in Mexico, uh, Glow is no longer on air on Netflix, and he was one of the trainers for Glow, and he was one of the stars on Glow. He was one of the Lumberjacksons with Brodus Clay. They played uh, uh, Pikachus or... or um, uh, What's that mountain in uh, India that everybody goes and climbs? Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. They play Machu Picchu's. Did you say Pikachu? Yes. I would choose her. And uh, no, Machu Picchu, the character in the glow, her brothers were the Lumberjacksons, and Carlito and Brodus Clay were the Lumberjacksons in the glow. But now that's over. So yes, you Carlito just updated everybody. On a storyline for a show that no longer exists. It yes. should exist, though. It should exist. <laughs> it should. It's a great show. It's a great show about wrestling that Mark Maron steals. Um, I will say this. Uh, Randy Orton comes in at number two, and I do believe that Jeff called Randy Orton to win several times throughout the Rumble because he said they were going to do the old... Uh, who was the old one? Who did it before? Uh, well, Shawn Michaels did it in 95 when Bulldog thought he won, and then Michaels had the one foot down, and then he uh, okay. double-axed him off yeah. the uh, rope. But yeah, I thought Randy Orton was going to come back in and uh, eliminate whoever was left, which I thought was going to be Daniel Bryan, and I was way off. So, uh, and, and, and But you were right. He did come in back in at the very, very end and mm-hmm. try, to fuck him on, try to fuck over Edge. But in the end... Uh, Randy Orton is not the ultimate opportunist. Edge is. So you knew Edge would be ready for it. I think Edge had it in the back of his mind that Randy Orton was still there, and I think that gave him the edge in the match. Um, Sami Zayn, Randy Orton, Mustafa Ali, 
Oh boy, Mustafa Ali. He's indeed the leader of that group that wasn't even on the pay per view. <laughs> yeah. They're 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 our troublemakers. <laughs> those those ninjas or whatever they are. And whatever. They, they all have names that sound like they're out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Jeff Hardy. Uh, Jeff Hardy was in the match uh, for three twenty five, and it seemed less than that. <laughs> How could that seem like he was in there last time? Uh, Dolph Ziggler. Shinsuke Nakamura. These guys were in the match 20 minutes, 22 minutes, and I don't think I've seen them for three minutes. No, I don't. I did not even them. notice Shinsuke hardly in the match. There was, aside from Edge, who went uh, coast to coast, there wasn't the usual rumble, uh, or at least that I remember. There wasn't a, the old Rick Martel spot of somebody lasting like 52 minutes or. That didn't Excuse even me. Oh, 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 some who's, what, what? Oh, somebody's. I just got this note. It says Jeff McHenry is giving Rick Martel credit. Please make note of this on air. Uh, Jeff McHenry, are you giving Rick Martel some credit? Uh, I am. That's the spot that he basically is known for. He's not the greatest wrestler in the world, as you believe. At one time, he was. He went an hour with Ric Flair when they were both AWA and NWA champions. A draw. Uh-huh. In like St. Paul, Minnesota in front of 5,000 people. Yeah, yeah that's AWA town. Yeah. You think that's AWA town, but it's always Rick, it's also Ric Flair's hometown. So think about that, Jay Brown. Um, this is Carlito, Xavier Woods, Big E, John Morrison. One thing I said before the Rumble started, tag teams... Never act like tag teams in a rumble. Like when you used to watch the Killer Bees in a Battle Royal, <laughs> they would tag, they would, they would team up on guys, not do much damage because they're bees. You could just swat them away. But uh, if a tag team it's can the second reference to the Killer Bees so it, far, well, again, it's if if you want to add a third, it's not hard to call <laughs> Bianca Blair B B Bianca Blair. <laughs> B. Brian Blair and B. Bianca Blair. Um, are they related? Jim Brunzel's kids haven't talked about him as much as you have. Over the, For some reason, you like the fucking killer bees. I don't understand why. Well, they had good good uniforms. They had good tights. They looked good. They did not. They looked like a, a wrestling version of the rock band Striper. And they, they were they were a baby face team that sucked so much that they had to do heel finish to get wins. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> they were a baby face to you. So the fucking Bellas. I'm comparing the killer bees to the Bellas. And uh, believe me, one of the two Bellas had some killer bees of her own. <laughs> Those are tits. I'm making a, a boob joke. I'm sorry. I have boobs too. All right. Um, the uh, I said I want tag teams to act like tag teams. And this is the first Royal Rumble where tag teams did that. They came in and they acted like tag teams. The New Day, Xavier Woods and Kofi, they acted like a tag team. They were cohesive and uh, they did a good job of, of helping uh, eliminate certain guys. Um, at the same time, I felt that uh, John Morrison and The Miz did a good job at being a, uh, a tag team within the match. And then I also want to say, for me, a big moment was another tag team reuniting a tag team that I put in my top five greatest tag teams of all time ahead of the Killer Bees. Um, 
that's the E&C connection, Edge and Christian. One thing to know that Edge was in the match, but to see uh, to see Christian enter the match, I know there's no people there, but I felt the peep show rise uh, when Christian... That, music that mean your dick? What? What do you? No, I just, felt the peep show rise. Yeah, the peep show you is the visibly e- aroused by Christian's return. Maybe I was. <laughs> Christian is one of my heroes, and that's why it, it bothers me so much when he said that John Tavares was going to leave the Islanders and go to the Leafs five months before it happened. And I, he knew. You fucking asshole. Um, John Morrison, Ricochet, Ricochet uh, looked good in the match. Uh, Damian Priest, don't like that guy at all, you know, and I was glad to see him gone, but he was a menace. Damian Priest, I think he uh, eliminated four guys. Big E eliminated four guys. That was a good one, and to see him eliminate But nobody came in and dominated. Bobby Lashley eliminated three. So to Braun, three was the big number. If you could eliminate three people, uh, whatever. Daniel Bryan lasted a long time, leading people to believe that he was going to win. Dominic Mysterio. Oh, boy, he's still fighting with people that I don't care about. Uh, Otis was in the match. Did you remember? Did you see that? Oh, buddy, when he came in, I felt my peep show rise. Well, uh, you, your peep show didn't stay up because he was in the match for <laughs> 53 seconds. Uh, he sucks. He got out, He got outlasted by Bobby, by Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> and, and not only that, he also uh, tied the time. Oh, no, no. Uh, Sugar, uh, uh, Shane Hurricane Helms came in and did the old Stone Cold uh, Triple H spot. Chokeslam, yeah. With Bobby Lashley and Big E, and it resulted the same. Uh, over the top rope, Helmsley flew over. Uh, Christian, um, unfortunately, was eliminated by uh, uh, Rollins at 18-12. I hope Christian sticks around. I think he will. I think he's. I think he's got a few more matches in him, which is great because he's a great wrestler. Wouldn't it be great if Edge wins the title at WrestleMania and at the Raw, Christian asks for just one more match? Yeah, they could do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. And he turns on Edge. Yeah. And uh, he wins the title. Yeah, I mean they could do it. Fuck, I hope they do that. Uh, <laughs> so many people are like, no, part-timers. <laughs> Whatever. Um, AJ Styles and Christian, I would have liked to see more of a coalition between those two because uh, they have history together. I'm surprised uh, Christian didn't get attacked by Samoa Joe, to be honest. Uh, Samoa Joe, as he was the commentator. Uh, Seamus, Seth Rollins, Cesaro. Uh, the bar, the bar even sort of got together, and we're eliminating guys together. Um, Cesaro, I guess Cesaro is turning face as he did the. Uh, Who knows? He's been baby facing the old ten thousand times. He's but, a great wrestler. They don't know what to do with him. You're right. They don't. Braun Strowman coming in at twenty-seven. The guys that Edge eliminated. Edge only eliminated three people, but he just sort of lasted the entire match. And uh, in the end, he re- eliminated Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, and Randy Orton to win. And yeah, it was it was uh, as much as I 
hate to admit when you're right, uh, you called Edge, and I wasn't happy about that because uh, I hate admitting when you're right. And I wanted to uh, have one Rumble winner, and you have none. But you called it, and I was, I was happy that Edge won. He's a great wrestler. He's going to have a great match with whoever he faces. He's a star. Um, you think you know me? <laughs> and it's a feel good me. story for a guy coming back after all that time. Yeah, it, it's absolutely great. Uh, he finished what he started last year's Rumble, and uh, now he's uh, won the Royal Rumble. And now the road to WrestleMania is a long way to go. And everybody's like, who is he going to wrestle? And already he's showing up on NXT on Wednesday night. And it looks like he might even go after Finn Balor's title. He's not going to do that. Well, he's, he has not held that title where he has held the world title and the universal title in the past. Yeah, I know. That was just to get a rating for NXT. He's not going to go after that title. You're telling me that NXT did this to pull out ratings over uh, AEW's Beach Patrol Pash <laughs> party that they had? Come on. Come on. Uh, but more, uh, you know, so that's it. That's the Royal Rumble, and we've done it. 49 minutes, Jeff. Uh, Jeff went 49 minutes in this Rumble, and uh, we're thank just you. about Came over. Came in at number one. Well, no, you came in at number one. I came in at number two. So. Yeah, and also I was in the match with Reese before this one. So <laughs> at the start of the show. And uh, yeah. It's you. It's yeah. You. So, You're the Rick Martell of podcasting. Oh, my God. Right. Thank you so much. <laughs> so much. Oh, mes amis. Uh, c'est très, très bien. Oh, bellissimo. That's not even French. That's Italian, but I'm so happy. I am a model. Um, yes. Oh, my God. I'm, we're going out on that. It's not often I get compared to Rick Martel. Usually he compares me to Dino Bravo because <laughs> I'm slumped over and my lazy boy asleep, and he looks like I've been shot 17 times. <laughs> it does It does look like that, yes. <laughs> sure, an asshole. Yes. Jeff McHenry, where can Sometimes we... I put on the Habs game just to complete the visual. Oh, yeah. you know he was a Nords fan. <laughs> um, he was dressed in Nords colors and <laughs> logos all the time. D- Jeff, where can we find you online? And, uh, uh, and you, you, you can't find me anywhere. We, we don't have a job. He's in his room <laughs> all the time. <laughs> That's right. I'm in my room. You're in your room. And... Uh, Somehow we uh, we uh, coexist, and I will uh, finish the dishes uh, right now because you've been giving me the uh, square eye, and uh, I know what that's uh, what that's called for, or what that means, or what that. I- it just sounds like you tried to make a reference that you did not want to be racist. <laughs> It sounded racist, but nobody has a square eye. So no, no, like, yeah. Is he calling me robot eye? What is that? What is a square eye? But I don't like it. My square, my eyes aren't all seven. Um, um, yeah, that's great, Jeff. We, you can find Jeff McHenry online. Yes, anywhere. Uh, Jeff uh, JeffMcHenry.com. Check out my shows uh, for March 2020. Uh, yeah, it's 2021. Uh, yeah, I know, but my shows are <laughs> updated oh, yeah, po- until yeah. March 2020. Yeah, well, they're all postponed. So, <laughs> folks, uh, you can catch Casey Corbin. Um, here on Talking Wrestling, 
And uh, why not check out Cor- Casey Corbin on Spotify as well? Mm-hmm. Three albums on there. Jeff McHenry's on Spotify. He, check uh, him out. He too. goes to Loblaws to get Diet Pepsi at least three times a week. Uh, check him out there. I am at Loblaws three times a week for Diet Pepsi. <laughs> uh, I do uh, enjoy it. And uh, with that said, thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ears. And uh, thank you uh, for Never Sleeps Network. I'm Casey Corbett. This has been Talking Wrestling, and we'll talk at you next week. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.